This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. Each week, I'll share stories of my creative journey, lessons that I'm learning, and cultural resources so that you can allow yourself to thrive. I'm your host, Anissa Benitez. Super excited for this episode that's focused on the topic of the five best moments to quit your job and follow your dreams. So some of you know I left my job as a brand marketing manager at YouTube Music last month. I'd been with the overarching company, Google, for over three years and it was time. And it was a time for a number of reasons. It wasn't an abrupt quitting. Um, It was actually a very long planned um, and strategic decision. And so I kind of want to take you through that in my journey and experiences and pull out those five best moments to make that decision for yourself if you're thinking about it. And maybe at the end of it, you'll decide it's not the best decision, but um, I'm happy to be a guide and walk you through what my experience was and some of the methodology behind it. So the first best moment to leave a job is when your money is right. There's no denying this fact. I think for me, a big thing that was looming for me was at one point financial independence and getting to a point where I wasn't in debt. Um, And then it was getting to a point where I had enough capital, I had enough savings, I had enough investments, I was actually saving enough money to... um, be in a position I really want to buy a home. Um, That fell through when actually, when I moved back to New York, I was helping my mom sell her house. She had bought her house during the worst period ever. Thankfully, it was a multifamily house. And so for a while, things were fine. Um, But as you know, there are fixed mortgage mortgages and then there's adjustable mortgages and during that particular period of the housing bubble they were giving out absolutely insane um, adjustable mortgages the rates would fluctuate hugely um, to the point where it was completely unrealistic for somebody to hold on to their home um, towards the end of their years after they paid so much into the house rate um, and into the loan they were neat. They they hadn't even scratched the surface, and so that was the kind of position um, we were dealing with. And you know, I am the I'm responsible. Actually, I was a responsible party also for supporting my mom then. So it was a huge looming financial obligation. And after it sold in the summer of 2019, so it'd been um, like six months, and she's been enough you know, okay position since, um, then it was a big weight off my shoulders financially. I felt hugely lightened up because I didn't have something that I felt like was going to come crashing down and I had to worry about. And so going back to this big thing, when, when is your money right? So when do you not have these huge looming financial obligations? 
Are your kids okay? How's your family doing? How are your loved ones? Do you um, have any other dependents that you're taking care of? I also took the time to calculate my minimum expenses for living um, to understand would I be able to afford and sustain a period of not making a lot of money in the beginning. Um, And so you can do that calculation and evaluate what your expenses are over the next six months. And what's amazing about this process, you'll often realize you'll get really, you know, honest with yourself on what you're spending on and where you should come back, where you need to come back. I tend to live a very minimalist lifestyle. And so um, I was really fortunate to like have a pretty low threshold for what I need to get by each month. Um, but I know for everybody it's different. The second best moment to quit your job when things are aligned is when you feel confidence, when you've done the inner work. So something to think about here is how do you take care of yourself? What mental health practices do you follow? What self-care practices do you have routined? Because the life of an entrepreneur or the life of somebody who's making transitions or self-employed or whatever it, whatever it is, um, or is it, it's just following their dream of whatever, it's going to be highs and lows. It's going to be a lot of peaks and valleys. And you have to feel grounded in yourself to be in a position um, to take on that roller coaster and not kind of like fucking throw up at the end of it. And so... Um, I think you come to that level of stability when you have developed a lot of practices um, that make you feel grounded in yourself. And so for myself, um, I think this has been, in the last three years, like I've been moving to a deeper sense of that, waking up, meditating, um, practicing, knowing that dance is a huge, actually a huge source of my sense of being connected to my body and it forces me to tap into that so I'll wake up in the morning get out of bed dance then drink water then meditate and if I do that every day wow you know it's game-changing I feel I can feel awareness around so much of myself I can pick up a lot more signaling from my body than I would have wouldn't have otherwise so um everybody has a different you know form of self-care that works well for them I think it's a funny time with self-care where it's looking more and more gimmicky but self-care is those things that you do to nurture yourself um it doesn't have to be huge expenditures to a spa it doesn't have to be big um big kind of like holiday moments let's call it the everyday Um, and so having that in place, going to therapy, that's something I revisited and, um, was really good and nourishing for me. And then monitoring what I eat. So I tend to eat a very healthy, um, diet, which isn't a diet. It's kind of just like a full-time lifestyle because I'm also an intuitive eater. If I'm craving something, I'll eat it. Um, but generally, um, I stay away from meat. I stay away from dairy. Actually, I have a dairy allergy, so I eat pretty big, like vegan, um, and try to eat whole foods. 
so nothing that's processed and organic and yeah just keeping attunedness to when I'm eating too like I try to have more small meals or not eat between the hours of like when I follow I don't eat after like 7 38 or and that's like even late um and then I won't eat in the morning sometimes I'll have a smoothie or whatever but I won't eat usually until at least nine so my body has a full 12 hours I know that's now called intermittent fasting or whatever but um it's actually very normal I think it's like uh it's like farmer's farmer's diet you like eat at sundown and then you get up at sunrise and after doing a little work you eat again and so that's what I do um but everybody's practice is going to look generally quite different from mine the most important part is you feel grounded in yourself you feel not only confidence it's not an ego driven thing right it's a actually like soul nourished thing As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist's stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, for those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. Moment three. When you feel momentum in your outer work things. Um, so a good question here to reflect on is have you dipped your toes into industries you're curious about, into dreams you're curious about have you tried it have you tasted it my um journey here was that I had maybe taken you know I'd taken some classes here and there I'd um explored but I for instance one of my things was public speaking I had worked with kids over the years and I'd spoken to lots of rooms of classrooms of kids And I felt comfortable in that sense. But I hadn't done a ton on stage. I had one moment at Google where I got to speak to um, over, you know, thousands of uh, Google marketers at this big conference in in Disney. And, yeah, it was super invigorating for for me. I remember the kind of rush of fear, but a good fear that, like, channeled over me. Um, was really exciting when I am invited with fear, when fear kind of like starts to enter me, I check to see is this fear excitement and nerves because I really love that kind of fear. I love the fear of like, oh, I'm nervous about this, like I'm panicking, I'm, it's adrenaline rushing. It's really a mindset thing. If you can shift your mindset around our responses to stress, then it can be quite game changing because in those moments, um, I was able to identify this is a nervous fear because this is something new. 
And it's so cool to experience that and then do it and actually overcome it, get on stage despite being hugely nervous and speak to a room full of people, to an audience that's huge. And so that was my experience. I looked back on like a recording of this on stage experience and like I'm laughing at myself because I was like, my eyes were half closed. I look so red in the face. And it might have been because the makeup artist powdered on a shit ton of blush and stuff. Um, things I'm not like accustomed to wearing on my face at all. Um, but I did it. And it feels really good to have said that I did it and to feel that I did it. And it built my confidence hugely that I could continue doing public speaking things. And... Um, so when I came back to New York, I was like, okay, that's some space I want to dip my toes into. I'm going to start. And so I started putting out, I started to speak more and speak more to classrooms. I had a opportunity to speak at Sony Square um, to a whole bunch of creative entrepreneurs um, and just getting in the rhythm of even speaking um, and sharing a little bit more of myself on my social media platforms, etc. And um yeah, it really kind of like over time I realized, oh, I absolutely love this. Um, I've had enough opportunities to speak to groups of people that I feel more confidence now. I actually show up a lot better than I did in the beginning. Um, so it's kind of evaluating if you're getting to these places and you're actually dipping your toes in. It's that a space, like this is an amazing opportunity for learning and I think kids get all these opportunities when they're in school and exposure to tons of things to explore and we don't really allow ourselves that as adults what spaces are you curious about how can you dip your toes in and try and taste how can you continue being really curious and exploring different industries and do you have the cushion of a job maybe so you can just have a conversation even with somebody that works in a different industry as you than you and hear what their experience is you can try doing an unpaid internship on the side you can try to you know shadow somebody that you admire be like for one day could I shadow you um another way to go about these kinds of things um could be to just put out the ask right if you feel like you don't have any connections in literally just be like hey community I'm really curious about xyz thing does anybody know anybody who has any you know connections and, and then you know, when there's a will, when you put out that ask, it's amazing the theory of attraction and the way things can come open up for you once you become clear on the things that you're interested in and being honest with yourself that it's an interest, right? You don't have to commit to it wholeheartedly yet, um, but it's worth you taking time to try it. Number four, best moment to leave your job. This... um this will happen once you start to dip your toes in sometimes. Sometimes it won't. But number four is when the joy of leaving overpowers your fear of quitting. So this happened for me where I was getting so much fulfillment outside of work from More By Her, um, from different public speaking opportunities I was doing from working with kids, um, from supporting actually a project within Google also that's focused on um, focused on food inequality 
um, and bringing healthy food to um, low-income areas. And I was getting so much fulfillment from so many places in my life that I was getting so much joy and I wanted to optimize for that joy in my life, right? Um, I think the challenge was that I still had a 40-hour work week, right? And if 40 hours a week is not going to those spaces that's bringing you the most joy, then a little bit over time you might get, you know, a little resentful, which is natural. And I didn't want to be in that place. I wanted to leave my job when I felt really good about my job. And um, I think that's also another thing to call out. So evaluate how you feel in your job. First and foremost, this is a place that brings you joy. And on the scale of that, how much? Um, evaluate, do you need a vacation? Is that all you need? Are you wanting to quit your job because you're burnt out? If so, you probably just need to take a break. You probably need a vacation because you want to be in a place that you have a lot of energy to give once you leave your job for your dream, right? Um, you want to be hitting the pavement running. And even if that's like running in 9,000 directions and that's how I currently feel, you want to at least have the energy, have the reserve of energy that you feel able to take action, you feel energized. So, you know, look at your current situation, how you're doing. Um, and I think it's also worth being introspective with yourself because oftentimes people just leave a job to move to another job that's pretty much the same job. What's the point? And the last moment, moment five of the best moments to quit your job and follow your dreams is before you're ready. So there's a myth around readiness and it's you need to be prepared, right, before doing things. Um, you need to be thoughtful around what you're doing next, but you don't actually have to be ready. Readiness comes later, right? It's Readiness comes after. It's the result of leaving, right? It's the result of switching things up and so... Get really honest with yourself, and this is what I had to do, too. And some questions to reflect on here are, what will it take for you to be ready? So going back to all those other four areas, on the financial piece, what will it look monetarily? What, what will it look across all your finances for you to be ready? On the piece number two, when your confidence is right, what does that actually look like? Does that mean getting a therapist today? Does that mean starting to go to the gym and exercising today? Like, what does that look like for you? For number three, momentum on your outer work. What things need to align there? Really tune in. What kind of internships? What kind of classes? What kind of conversations do you need to be having to feel like you've gotten out there and tested and tried? And number four, how are you really feeling around your job? Is it bringing you joy? Do you need a vacation? It's time to like really look into the details of everything. So going back to number five, before you're ready, um, if all the above feels super aligned, if 
if all those moments of financial confidence, momentum, joy, um, feel aligned and you don't feel ready, then what else is it going to take? Talking to others, um, I found that this was often the story for them, that they just didn't feel ready and they kind of held on to that. They just didn't feel quite that they were in that place because of the chance that something could change, which isn't inevitable. 100% something will change, right? Like I feel right now personally, full disclosure, that I have this amazing grace period um, where my mom is aging and other things are going on with me biologically. My clock is, if I want to have children in the future, I don't have a ton of time. Um, I do feel a level of urgency around selfish me time, right? That helps me motivate myself to do things before I'm ready. Um, but we all need a story to tell ourselves, right? Because my mom, what if she's kicking for the next, like, 40 years in an amazing health her whole life. I don't know. What if I decide I don't want kids? I don't know. So there's a lot of like uncertainties around the future. And the beauty of readiness is just to get yourself to a place where you're half ready. So I've made this podcast half ready. And I'm really happy that it's going out into the world because I know that it's helping someone. And in a similar way, I think you should regard your self-fulfillment as helping someone. You taking care of yourself, you fulfilling your dreams is actually helping somebody because you're role modeling that you matter, right? And somebody looks at themselves and they recognize that they matter. And you're doing these things, hopefully, if you're following your dreams, then you're doing it at a place of love. And the best thing about our dreams is they're only rough drafts. You know, like I have a lot of dreams that I don't mind will never come to fruition because they were just the idea that I needed to get out the door and do them to start. Um, And we can only change things once we start. So I hope you bear with me. Given this podcast will improve over time. This is not my North Star, but I'm happy to have started and I really appreciate to be starting with you. So with that, Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the five best moments to quit your job and follow your dreams. Those moments were one, when your money is right. Two, when you feel confidence you've done the inner work. Three, when there's momentum in outer work. Four, when the joy of leaving overpowers the fear of quitting. And lastly, before you're ready. I'm super excited to continue to share insights. Let me know how I can improve this podcast. Your feedback is hugely valuable to me. If you've liked what you've heard, leave a review wherever you're listening. Tell a friend, share on social. I can be found at Anissa Benitez on Instagram. Follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women at more underscore by underscore her on Instagram. You can also go to morebyher.com. 
You are no starving artist, grateful to be learning and growing with you. I appreciate you. Next week, I'll be sharing the f- this, this topic is kind of complicated. I'll be sharing the formula for success. Opportunity plus preparation equals success. And most of us fall into one camp or the other a little more so. So this one is a great one to tune into to figure out which one you fall into and how to hit more of an equilibrium. Anyways, until then, bye.